there has been an overwhelming message in my life this past week, shouting that the people who make it, the people who accomplish, the people who build a life that feels successful to them are just simply the people that never gave up. It isn't the smartest, the most driven, the most popular in the room. It's the people who continued to go every time that they had a misstep, any time that they got knocked down. It's the people who keep trying different approaches, who are willing to be bad as a beginner. It's this concept of a success tax and why it's so important to pay it in order to build that delicious future you're looking to build. Welcome back to Well With Michelle where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scrambled, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community, while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. Hey, my friend, happy Wednesday. I hope the week has been treating you beautifully. I kid you not, I just recorded that intro about 10 freaking times because say it out loud with me right now. Try to say success tax, success tax clearly. It's really tough. Please just try to say it out loud right now. Success tax without making the long S sound. I keep saying success tax. Anyway, we're talking about that today and Honestly, for the rest of the episode, we might call it the S tax because I can't say it properly without screwing it up. Anyway, it's been the complete theme of my week. It just keeps getting thrown at me and the universe is clearly saying, hey, Michelle, listen to this, apply this to your life, tell your community about it. So here I am. We're going to talk about it today. And it all started to come from, I'm currently reading the book. I've got it right here beside me called Millionaire Success Habits. And the author's name is Jean, uh, Dean Grazowski. Grais, Grais I don't know how to say that properly, but excellent book. Um, and I've come to know that he's actually quite a big uh, name out there. I just kind of started to discover him on YouTube. And so I'm going to give you a little background about all these people that I've been hearing about so that you understand that these people are really successful people. Now, of course, success is subjective. It depends what you believe is success, but they're successful for what the life that they're looking to build. And of course, when we're talking about success, we talk about what our own individual success is. So as far as our good friend Dean here, he teaches all about wealth and prosperity. And he talks about the S-tax and he talks about all of the odd jobs he had to do and of the things he had to overcome to be where he is today. He has one of those classic regs to riches stories and he's now worth 55 million and he's changing so many people's lives and he runs in the Tony Robbins group, you know, so he's really looking out there to make an impact. And I find him actually really addictive to watch on YouTube because he's got a really engaging and passionate personality in the way that he speaks. And then I was listening to the Rachel Hollis podcast, and she often references the uh, Nike slogan, just do it, and why it's so powerful. And, you know, she just did an episode of like, when it comes down to it, no motivational quote, no partner, no five-minute journal is going to create the result for you. Like at some point, you just have to get up and do the thing. No matter how uncomfortable or unmotivated you are in that moment, 
Now, Rachel Hollis, she's written multiple best-selling books. I know her most popular one was Girl, Wash Your Face. Um, she does these epic keynote speeches every so often. She puts them onto her podcast and you can listen to them. And she always says that she grew up as a country bumpkin. Uh, she's got four kids. She's worth about 16 mil. So again, like a bit of a rags to riches story. And then another point I heard it on, I was listening to the Adam Grant and the, on Huberman Lab recently, and it's an excellent episode. It was about a three-hour episode on productivity, and if you don't know Adam Grant, he's an organizational psychologist, and he was describing uh, growing up that he was a terrible diver, and he tried over and over again, and he had none of the skills that you needed to be an excellent diver. And he continued to show up largely in part to an incredible coach he had at the time. This coach, I guess he built his ability to see the micro successes leading up to his ability to become this excellent diver. And Adam Grant, as well as an organizational psychologist, what else? He's an author. I know he's written some books. I've never read them, but I know other people have and really love his books. He's also a professor. And actually, you know, even on that note, Andrew Huberman himself, you know me, I'm a big Hubie fan. He talks about how he was not focused at all through his high school years and his first year of college. And then finally, he put his head down and got to it the second year of college. And obviously now he's a neurobiologist. He's wildly popular. He's an incredible way of delivering information, science. He makes it accessible for everybody. He offers free solution. He offers cost-effective solutions. He breaks down these incredibly complex topics to make it more attainable for everybody to benefit all of the amazing research and knowledge that's out there. So it got me thinking, because I'm hearing this message so loud and clear this week of what are the different S taxes that I have paid through my life. Now, I'm thinking the first one that came to my mind, because I was talking to my cousin today, and we were talking about the gym, and a flashback came to my mind of 15-year-old Michelle, and I was at the gym with my brother, but we weren't really working out together, we were just kind of there together. And I remember starting at the gym and not really knowing what I was doing yet. My brother had started to train me, but I was still pretty uncomfortable with myself at the gym. Like, obviously, you're 15, you're uncomfortable with everything you do in life. And I remember going into the gym bathroom and hiding in there for like a while, like maybe 20 or 30 minutes until I could think of another exercise that my brother had taught me and so that I could go out with confidence and go do that exercise and look what I was doing. And in true form, my big brother called me out and he was like, why are you in the bathroom for like 20 minutes? And I was like, well, you know, like nothing, just whatever. And he was like, you were too scared to come back out. And I was like, well, maybe. (laughs) But now I look at it now and I coast around the gym with confidence. I'm happy to smile at others and make them feel welcome. It's not just an eyes down. I'm scared to make eye contact because I don't feel like I'm allowed to take up space there. I also get into these wonderful zoning out phases and I I totally forget that other people are around me and that they can also see the crazy faces I'm making when I'm working out. So I look at 30-year-old Michelle versus 15-year-old Michelle and I had to pay that S-tax of going through the personal training course, training with my brother consistently, constantly showing up even when I felt uncomfortable, even when I felt nervous, even when I felt like I didn't belong. I had to do the exercises wrong and learn to do them right. I had to work with multiple coaches, multiple trainers to improve, to grow, to feel confident. Then another example of this was when I was first starting my Instagram, first getting my business up and running, I would spend all of Sunday making content. 
And my business coach at the time was like, you know what, right now we are going quantity over quality. You will get better at quality, but right now you're a beginner. So your quality is just going to naturally be lower. That's just how it is. Right now we're getting into the habit of putting a content out, showing up, posting, even when we're not even sure it's perfect. And when I used to do it, it used to take me all Sunday and I would post three times a day and I felt like that's how I had to show up. And it was uncomfortable and it was nerve wracking and I had to post on my personal page, uh, just more to break that barrier. It wasn't really to tell anybody. It was more to be like, yeah, this is who I am and I'm going to own it. And now content takes me about an hour for the entire week and it feels authentic and it's natural and it's a micro part of running my business now. But it's because we went through that uncomfortable phase. It's because we paid the success task. See, I can't say it's the S task. It's because I worked with that business coach. I invested my time, invested my money, and took the action to get there. Even, I'm going to tell you one more. So that you understand we all start somewhere. So that when you have these moments of discomfort or doubt, or I'm not doing it right, or everyone else seems to do it better than me, or I'm maybe I'm just not cut out for this, that... Every person has these beginner stories. Even that the Dean Grzowski guy that I was talking about at the beginning. I think I'm saying Grzowski because it sounds like Mike Wazowski. And I don't think that's right. But Dean, I'm sorry. I don't know how to properly say your last name. I'll go on YouTube after and listen to how you say it. But um, okay, yeah. When I first started my podcast, my very first episode, you can go back and listen to it. There's a 30 second dead air gap because I had no idea what I was doing while editing. And you guys, like today's pod, I heard two words. That's it. I heard success, tax, and I jotted down some notes and I hopped on here to chat and hang out so that we can build our epic lives together. There's not that resistance. There's not that fear. It's not that uncomfortable anymore because I built, I built the skill. I did the uncomfortable things. I spent the hours researching. I got the programs. I learned how to edit properly. I learned how to take these actions. And it's really made me recognize that if, if you're in this state where life always feels so hard, and I'm talking about the basics of so hard here, right? It's just hard for you to do these basic tasks. And I'm not saying like, obviously we're not talking about mental illness or anything along those lines right now. When I'm just, you're going through life, everything is kind of okay, but for no apparent reason, everything just seems kind of hard. Like, yeah, obviously things are a little bit tough financially right now. Obviously we've been through a lot of chaos, but there is a little lot of good to look at in the world. There is still a lot of things that are a privilege to have like heat and water and food and your family and your health. And it just feels like these mundane tasks, like laundry feels like the hardest task ever. Keeping up on your chores feels like such a hard task. And there's no underlying reason for that. It just feels like life is hard. It feels like you're always being playing catch up. It feels like you're always having to fight yourself to take action. You find yourself procrastinating often. You're in this state of languishing. It's very likely that if if this is this languishing state where nothing's really wrong, but nothing's really right, it's because the actions you've taken now have been too easy, which is why life feels so hard all the time. And it's finding that balance, right? We're out in the world right now where, you know, there's extremes. There's still this, you know, underlying hustle culture that was deeply engraved into the last generation, but it's starting to come out. 
Then there's also this like, don't do anything. Let the universe do absolutely everything for you. Don't lift a finger. Don't do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Just coast through on everything. And it's finding that balance between, right? Like, if we want to reach next levels, if we want success, and what again, remembering whatever success feels like to you, if you want that, we have to go through these stages of discomfort. We have to earn being there. And one of the reasons that this is so important, that we have to pay this S tax, we have to put in the work first, is even if, even if you got everything handed to you today, that you want, your dream life, your finances, your relationships, your your home, your travel, whatever it is, you at this energetic capacity, at this knowledge level, wouldn't be able to maintain and handle that next level. And that's what's so important to realize. I reflect on this often with my relationship. I had to do a lot of other work before my partner came into my life. Because if I hadn't taken those years to do the work, he would have come into my life and I would have repeated the same pattern and I wouldn't have the epic relationship I have now. So same thing, say you got handed all of the money that you needed to cover whatever the life it is you wanted to. Yeah, money makes life a hell of a lot easier. Money makes things more accessible. It makes you be able to do more good. It makes you relieve stress, which improves your relationship. But if you get handed a bucket load of money and you have no idea how to manage it, you're just going to lose that money. Think of that lottery story, right? If you, someone who wins the lottery, it's so often they lose it so fast because they have no idea how to manage it because they didn't build the S tax of how to handle that money. They don't know how to take their next steps with this next level because they never earned the next level. When we fail, we build that grit. We build that resistance of uh, resilience, excuse me, of knowing how to show up, how to do the hard thing, how to know to push through the discomfort. We do this by taking the uncomfortable actions. By failing and then realizing it's not the end of the world. It's just our next step. So it's taking that moment, my friend, to reframe and go, okay, yeah, this is like a tough situation or this is challenging me or this is putting me out of my comfort zone or I'm having some hesitation right now. I feel like I'm not good enough to accomplish the thing. But then also just recognizing that moment, this is building something. This is helping me be able to manage what I'm asking for in the future. If you don't learn how to make, say, those uncomfortable cold calls in your business, you're not going to be comfortable calling out the elephant in the room when your client is not showing up and wondering why they're not seeing results. If you don't learn how to manage your money when you have a little bit of it, you are going to be a huge sloppy mess when you have a lot of it. There's no point in having a whole bunch. You're going to lose it. There's no point in epic friendships or epic romantic relationships walking into your life if you haven't healed the part of yourself that is going to self-sabotage it, to destroy it in some way, to push away something really incredible. This is the S tax. This is us being okay with being really bad at the beginning 
So really, just remember that. The people who build those lives that they are truly aligned with, and I'm not just talking money, I am talking their mental health as well, their physical health as well, their relationships are strong, they're clearly rooted in a purpose, they feel like they're contributing to the world, they are surrounded by wonderful humans that are an incredible tight inner circle that support and nurture, they have hobbies, they have passions, this version of success, whatever it is to you, maybe you're living in a penthouse in New York, maybe you're living out in the country, living completely off the grid. There is an S tax for you to get there. So when you start to doubt yourself, when you mess it up, when you don't know your next step and think maybe this isn't for me, pause and recognize this is the foundation. I'm doing this now so that I can build something delicious in the future. As always, my friend, you got this. I love you. If you love the episode, please subscribe and rate it and share it with a friend. It means all the world for me helping this podcast grow. Love you lots, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. My friend, thanks so much for sticking around. I have something really important to ask you. Are you tired? Tired of putting in the work? You're showing up, you're doing the thing, but the way you're currently living is creating a shell of a human. You're on autopilot and honestly, you're just unsure of when to say enough is enough. Let's look at the simple actions that we can take daily so that at the end of the day, you feel accomplished as opposed to just numb with tasks. In just 15 minutes a day, you can learn to take the actions that are essential in your life. You cut out the fluff that's stealing all your time to make space for the things you love. What if you could still go after your big audacious goals and dreams? but also be able to slow down and get ice cream with your nieces or stop over to see your parents, to be able to sit down and have a chill night with your partner again. It's time to take back control, and we're going to do it in 15 minutes or less. Join the No Fuss Academy today. Learn how to optimize your day-to-day, to stop that constant feeling of rush, and instead find the actions that are filled with passion and purpose. We're making our days more effective, not to add more crap to our to-do list, but instead make space to laugh and create and move and get back to living your good life. Sign up today. You can find more details in the show notes below. I can't wait to see you on the No Fuss Academy.